when you want to fall madly in love. Elder. rain is pouring down in buckets. In the darkness, you're standing across from this person you couldn't describe if you needed to. They have apparently decided to let your friends live for the moment, but now it's obvious he wants something from you. I've given you a show of good faith. It is time to return the favor. I do wonder what it is that would bring you out to a place like this, transport me here through such a very uncomfortable trip, to warrant my needs. I need access to the beyond. Well, the beyond is very dangerous. I am very dangerous. I didn't say it was dangerous for you. If you know about the beyond, then you know it is a place beyond. Beyond time, beyond space, beyond all little things like that. The real problem with you going into such a place is what it could do to anything that is not itself beyond. I will tell you this once. I am asking as a courtesy, out of respect. I do not need your willing assistance. And they reach down and rip open their shirt you see and clearly are able to process and remember six glowing beating hearts absorbed into the chest cavity everything else about this person is completely unextraordinary in a way that makes any attempt to remember it futile but this this burns itself into your eyes your eyes, and your memories. Right back to being so forward. I mean, we still haven't had dinner. You will give me your help. Or I will take it. Well, you seem to have quite the mastery of the material realm with which we walk upon. What could you possibly need from a place beyond? That is not your concern. This is true. It's no concern of mine, but it would be the concern of just about anyone else... As the effects... You are not anyone else. It is you who stands before me and you alone. What is your answer? You know what the worst part of a train ride from Texas all the way to here is? The food. No, 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 no. It's making that trip in coach. I'm going to reach into my suitcase. And I'm going to pull out... An old-fashioned pocket watch, lined in a, a very rustic but well-preserved copper, with the uh, engravings and the letters of IBA. They are watching your every movement with the kind of paranoia that takes decades to grow. It really teaches you something about... How slow time can really be. And I click the stopwatch. And what happens when you click the stopwatch? 
Well, <clears throat> time is supposed to slow down. So let's roll to use magic. A 5 and a 4, plus my weird of 2, is an 11. On a 10+, plus, the magic works without issues. Choose your effect. I am going to do one thing that is beyond human limitations, and stop the flow of time in the space between myself and them. Everything goes still. The raindrops stop falling. And you get a clear look at their face. Almost disappointingly, his face is unremarkable. He's balding with a horseshoe of hair. Like someone who just can't accept what's happening to their body. It's relatively well-kempt, as is the push-broom mustache he sports. He's overweight, but not exceptionally so. He's overweight, but not exceptionally so. And he's wearing a plain brown business suit. He almost looks like a door-to-door salesman or something. There's very little that seems exceptional about him except the the bulging, beating sacks on his chest, which continue to beat despite the stopped time. Their beating is not synchronized, and it seems to be irregular as well. It's a disgusting, horrifying sight, but you can tell that there's a power emanating from him. What do you do? We wait. What are you waiting for? Until I won't be the only thing standing between them and what they want. As time begins to flow again, and the rain explodes downward in a torrent as it has built up at the top of this bubble of time you've created, there's a bit of a roar as a thick sheet of water crashes into the ground. But as it does so, Trevor Ebbs and Father O'Malley have arrived. Ebbs, O'Malley, as soon as you arrived on this scene, as you approached, something weird happened and there was a rush of water, but you see the the creature you've not been able to identify standing, squared off with Izzy. Its shirt is open and you see the beating hearts. Hey, man. Um, who's your friend? Wish I could tell you, but they're rather unremarkable. Ebbs, I think that might be our old friend who uh, works for the Skinwalkers. Oh, that makes sense, man. Yeah, because, like, I can't get a peg on him. Um, that doesn't that kind of mean there should be Skinwalkers nearby? What do you think that thing was we fought in the woods? Thanks to your interference, I've had to upgrade. Uh, you know. You can hear several low, grumbling, throaty growls surrounding you. 
If someone wants to roll to read a bad situation, they can. I'll do that. <laughs> ah, two and a two is a four. And my two makes it a two with six. <laughs> Mark an experience. Yay! Boop. I'm going to have a picnic. <laughs> You're missing your knight without his holy sword. You can't stop me. Was I lucky enough for him to have died after our last encounter? Please rest assured that no act of your unnatural designs could tarnish such a man. He did require time away, but uh, I'm more than happy to report that Sir Osmond of the Flow still lives. Then he has scared to meet me again. <laughs> you know, it's funny. You big talkers all think that because you've got six hearts or a mythical sword or the Holy Grail that you have any way of putting fear into those who follow the light of God. <laughs> he shelters us from all. <laughs> if I were you... I would take whatever this abomination is that you call yourself, slink off into the woods, and pray. Actually get on your knees, as Jesus said, in your closet, and pray that you don't cross paths with us again, because certainly you got lucky the last time. I thought I'd finish the job. I'd rather not. As he finishes this short statement... There's a whooshing noise as Trevor is dragged into the woods. I'd like to reach out and try to grab him back. Uh, Roll to protect someone. Can do that. Alrighty then. A three and a four is a seven plus three uh, for tough is a ten. With a ten, you protect them, but you'll suffer some or all of the harm they were going to get. I would also like you to choose what additional effect you'd like. I would like to suffer little harm. So, you take three harm, which is reduced to two. And you are dragged into the woods in Trevor's place. Um, is that armor defeating, or...? It is not. Alright, so I take one overall. Marked. And I'm being dragged into the woods. Trevor, I'd summon your weapon! Well, with that close brush with death, I indeed reach into the ether and take out my whippisword. Your whippisword is in hand. Um, I say we run. What do you think, Izzy? Well, if you would rather live to fight another day, for certain, instead of dealing with the problem in front of you, I dare say that's what you're going to do regardless of what my input is going to be. Well, no, if you say stay and fight, I'll stay and fight. But I fought this dude before, and to be honest, um, you don't fight people when you don't have, uh, the advantage. And, you know, we're in the woods, and he's got a bunch of friends, and one of our friends got dragged into the woods, and we should probably go get him. And, uh, you know, I'm just thinking tactic, I'm just thinking with, uh, you know, um, strategically. Well, I'm glad I'm starting to rub off on you a bit, then. 
I'm going to pull from my suitcase what looks to be a uh, small cutling of not aloe vera, maybe cactus, and take a bite of it and attempt to use the magical effect I have been letting it grow for. Roll to use magic. A one and a four, plus my weird of two, make for a seven. So, it works imperfectly. Choose your effect and a glitch. I will be able to do one thing that is beyond human limitations, which is to move very fast as the enchanted cactus juice goes through my body. But as a glitch, there will be a problematic side effect. And the problematic side effect is along your entire body, in vertical lines, every three inches, you sprout thorns. I always did consider myself a bit of a rose. And I'm running off after Father O'Malley. I'm going to need you to roll to act under pressure. Aha. A two and a three, plus my cool of one, gets me to a six. You dash into the woods, following along, and mark an experience point. But these six-inch thorns popping out of your skin are snagging on everything you try to run past. The thorns growing out of the bottom of your feet snap off fairly easily, but still you stumble and end up splayed out along the ground. Yes, Trevor Ebbs, save your friend. Hey, how do you know my name, dude? You've gotten in my way enough times. It would be wasteful if I didn't. Well, well, that's not fair. I don't know your name. And I don't like calling you Faceless Dude. That's stupid. Don't call me anything. Leave. This is none of your concern. Um... Okay. I simply have some business with Mr. Adams here. What? Wait a minute. Are you guys friends? Yes. Hurry. Save the father. You don't want him eaten by a ferocious beast in the night. Sorry, dude. I can't do that. Because, like, I'm going to catch up and help Father O'Malley. But I can't just leave Izzy by himself because, you know, that wouldn't be cool. He begins chanting in Latin. I disrupt that with a whippy sword to his mouth. I feel like that's an act under pressure. I can do that. <laughs> oh, one and a four is a five. And my act under pressure is cool for a one. And that makes it a six. Mark an experience point. Hooray! As the chain flies towards... A ghostly apparition steps in the way and strikes it down. It is a all-white figure in flowing robes with a long curved sword. As it strikes the weapon aside, it fades away, just in time for a blast of fire to launch forward out of this man's hand, stretching forth from a latticework of magical 
energies and formulas made manifest in the physical world. Take three harm, armor defeating. Hooray! Well, I'm going to get back to you in a moment, because I leveled. Then we will switch over to Father O'Malley. Yes, my son. This thing is enveloping you as it's dragging you away. It is forming mouths in its black, rubbery, amorphous being and trying to chew on you. And Well, I'm going to take my sword, um, lay the blade outward, and attempt to just slice through its maw. Roll to kick some ass. All right. A five and a five is a ten. Uh, plus my tough of three is a 13. And kick some ass is an advanced move in my playbook. Uh, so I am going to opt to suffer no harm. You quickly slash through its mouths and it hisses and recoils away from you. How much harm do you deal to it? It is a three harm hand fire holy. There is a sizzling as its flesh burns away, but it does not appear to have any sense of self-preservation. Instead, it stretches and moves and encircles you on its own. Various pseudopods writhe and look for an opening to strike as you keep your sword up, defense ready. I understand that your vicious master is not giving you an option on what to do here, but unfortunately for you, you are not my first go on the merry-go-round. And with that, uh, while I'm still holding my sword one-handed up in a defensive posture, I'm going to do a spinning back elbow a la Chris Jericho to the thing's main body. Roll to kick some ass. Uh, That is a three and a one, which makes four. Plus my tough of three is a seven. Okay. So you smash it with your elbow, and it responds by sinking its teeth in as it generates a mouth right where you struck. Take two harm. Uh, Reduced to one by my armor. As it is spread out like this, it appears to have lost some of its physical strength. Okay. But, now that it has a grip on you, it is converging upon you. Alright, but it took its harm from me too, right? Because I did It did. Uh, which was two harm, by the way, for my... Yes, because you, uh, your unarmed strikes are super crazy OP. <laughs> uh, yes. Yes, they are. You punch like an anime character. <laughs> I mean... No, I'm not going to go into Jesus of Nazareth and JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I don't think you need to. Everybody knows. But it's trying to crash into you like a large toothy wave. Uh, I'm going to attempt to uh, hook my arm around it and roll through as it comes down so that I land on top of it with my blade at its throat. Or a rough approximation of a throat. 
Roll to act under pressure. All right. Uh, act under pressure. I rolled a six and a four, which is a ten, plus my cool of one is an eleven. Okay. You dive, duck, and roll in just as it crashes into where you were. You quickly reverse the situation, but now that you're on top of it, you're realizing it doesn't have a front or a back or a side. It is just a mass of hunger and anger. And you're not sure you've improved your situation any. Well, the Lord never gives us a challenge we can't handle. Uh, since it's under me, I'm going to go ahead and knee it. Like, bring my knee up into uh, the... Into its mass. Yeah. <laughs> There's not much discernible anatomy. Yes, I've, I've gathered. But yes, I'm going to knee it in the gelatinous area. Roll to kick some ass. All right. A five and a one is a six. Plus my tough of three is a nine. You smash into it and strike with your holy wrath. It lashes out and tosses you into the woods. One harm. Right. But it has created some distance and knocked you off your feet. Now I see why Osmond went for the full body plate. Uh, is it... As I'm getting to my feet, is it coming towards me, or is it now trying to escape? It is condensing. It does not look as though it's trying to leave. But... Alright, well, since I've discovered that its effectiveness is... Um, is more potent in a smaller, condensed form. I am going to spear it. I didn't know you carried a spear. No, 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 like Roman Reign style. Do you do the ooh-ah? You know what? It's raining and no one can see, so yes. Roll to kick some ass one more time. If a priest ooh-ahs in the middle of the woods and no one's around to hear it, does it make the crowd pop? <laughs> Six and a five is an eleven. Uh, plus three is a fourteen. Uh, well, that's your advanced move again. <laughs> it sure is. Um, I am gonna go for my attack inflicts double the normal harm. You streak forward, glowing with white lightning, and. As you connect with this thing, it explodes into pieces. There is nothing left of this creature. Well, it's the minor threat down. And I will turn on my heels and start heading back through the woods in roughly the direction I was dragged. Hey, folks, welcome to the middle of the show. Hey, it's episode 39. How you doing? I'm good. Thanks for asking. Once again, this is your mid-show reminder that you can check out The Umbral Theater presents Expeditions of the Extra Normal everywhere you get your favorite podcast, whether it's Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Check us out. 
Uh, please do us a favor and give us a review, a like, recommend us to your friends. It really helps the podcast out. Um, we love you. Thank you for joining us on this crazy ride that's almost 40 episodes old at this point. And uh, stay safe, and we love you. Also be sure to catch us live on Twitch on Thursdays for our Thirsty Sword Lesbians game, Gaia Squadron Rollout. It's uh, pretty cool. And it's live, so we make fools of ourselves, like, over and over again. And we also post it to YouTube afterwards, so if you miss it live, that's okay. We love you, too. You can check both of those out at twitch.tv slash theumbraltheater and youtube.com. Our URL isn't there yet, but just Google The Umbral Theater. You'll find us. Also, we'll try to put those links in the episode description. Can we handle that, Marty? Oh, man, that's that's a lot. I'll try. It's like some copy-pasting and stuff. Ugh. Hyperlinks? Ugh. Uh, also, uh, we are using our Twitter a little bit now, so please pay attention to that. It makes us warm in our hearts when people look at our Twitter. You can follow us on Twitter at Umbral Theater. Yes, there was no room for the, so we're doing our best. And now, back to the show. So we've got someone face down in the mud. And that would be Izzy, who's a little bit stuck. We've got Trevor Ebbs. Trevor Ebbs, what are you up to? Well, I'm in the process of leveling. And this is a fantastic time for me to take a move from another playbook called Unholy Strength, where I can substitute my magic score for my tough score, because I at least have a plus one in magic. And that being the case, um, I hit this dude with my whippy sword. So, I got a quick question for you. Yes. What role did you fail to make this happen again, your level? Uh, that was an act under pressure, my cool. And what were you trying to do? I just don't remember. Also hit him in the face, because he was enchanting. Oh, yes, and you, you did get the shit kicked out of you appropriately for that. Uh, correct, correct. Okay, awesome. So, how does this look? What happens like when you start using your magic power for your physicality? I imagine that whatever his weird wonky spell ability was, um, kind of like hit my body and charged it somehow. And, uh, you know, I don't know how the cool things work, but like my body absorbed it and put out this little mild glow, which I am then going to ch channel forward through my arm and through my weapon and into his face. Roll to kick some ass. All right, cool, man. Hot dog! A six and a four is a ten. My weird one makes it an eleven. Awesome. So you get to choose an additional effect. Oh, man. I've never got that far when it comes to hitting people. Well, um, I'm going to do plus one damage. Okay, and how much damage is that? That'll be a total of four damage. Ooh, you connect very solidly and... It cracks into his jaw. He stumbles back and starts launching a few more bolts of fire at you. These ones here aren't as intense. They don't have that burn through your soul power to them. 
they're kind of like he's flicking his wrist and just letting something go as he does. So this one is going to be two damage that does not defeat armor. That's perfect, because I take two less damage from a cool move I took from the Chosen Book a long time ago. So uh, I just shrug it off. These firebolts are like blasting your shirt off and you're looking like this big superhero sort of type right now. That's so atypical of me. I know. What happened to you? Izzy, you're still on the ground. But I've at least untangled myself. Enough time has passed for me to get that far. And yeah, you're I'm starting to pull yourself up out of the ground. It's difficult because you keep jabbing yourself with these spikes every time you try to move. Your clothes also have bunches of holes in them now. Mm-hmm. I'll have to iron that out later. But I am seeing Trevor uh, do some magical combat, which is new for him. Yeah, he appears to be channeling energy subconsciously through his physical form. Looks like he's got some talent for the mystic arts after all. Oh, can't let the amateurs do a professional's job. And I'm going to be grabbing a lot of the spines on my body and snapping them off. You, the ones in front of me, more or less. They come off pretty easily. And I'm going to reach into my suitcase to obtain a platinum cigarette lighter. So what sort of suitcase is this? Is this just like a basic... It looks like a uh, fancy, leather-bound, uh, fashionable suitcase, but it actually serves as an extra-dimensional holding space. Okay, so it like has the clips in the front, and you open it like on a hinge? Yes. Okay. Uh, but more or less, uh, it doesn't really open all the way, and I do reach my hand inside and usually pull out Something that seems like it would fit. But there have been a few times where, how am I getting to fit all of these? And the answer is very simple. It's magic. This uh, platinum lighter has an engraving of a dragon uh, sitting, looking prominent, mid-roar. And I've got a bundle of knee spines. And with a flick of the lighter, I am going to use these as a material in combat magic to send missiles of fire out at the Man of Mystery. Roll to kick some ass. Let's see, a five and a three is an eight, plus my weird of two is a ten. Sounds good. What additional effect would you like and how much damage are you dealing? Well, a missile is one harm, uh, far, and fire allows it to add to harm. And because I rolled a 10+, plus, it doesn't spread. Though it's a bit of a rainstorm right now, so that'd be difficult. <laughs> so, and two damage? I do three damage. Three damage. And the extra effect is going to be that we gain the advantage. And I am going to give plus one forward to Trevor. I would like you to roll a six-sided dice for me. The result was a three. As these darts fly from your hand, they strike 
him in the chest and erupt into flames. Taking one of the hearts with them, the fleshy sack on his chest erupts and black blood pours out. As it does, several spirits similar to the ones that you saw previously erupt and screech as they fade away and vanish. He curses and turns to run. As he does so, he rolls up the sleeve on his left arm and touches some sort of tattoo that you can't make out in this light. In a flash, he has transformed into a stag and bounds away. I'm going to act very quickly. And to be entirely clear, it looks like he still has a lot of fight left in him. He has just been surprised by the sudden change of events. And looks as though he is leaning towards discretion, being the better part of Valor. It does look like he's turning to run. So I'm going to be acting. He is fleeing, yes. And drop all but one of the me spines, uh, reach into my suitcase, and pull out a magnifying glass. And drop the spine the long way, seemingly onto the lens. uh, At which point it enters and comes out the other side much smaller. And I grab it before I drop it, loose in this brush. And with a bit of the cactus juice still, like, on my lip, rub my thumb through that, apply it to the miniaturized spine, and flick it in the direction of the now-fleeing stag. Roll to use magic. Yes. A three and a four is a 7, plus my weird of 2 for a 9. So, what effect would you like? I would like to do one thing that is beyond human limitations and have superhuman accuracy for this thumb flick. And what glitch would you like? That the effect is of a very short duration. So, you flick this into the stag with great accuracy. And I'm more or less hoping that after he changes back, it'll stick around on him. You're hoping to use this as a means to track him down the road? Yes. Sounds good. Well, now that the dude has fleed, fled, left, now he's gone, um, let's go find Father O'Malley. O'Malley does emerge at right about this point from the woods, covered in blackened icor and sizzling. Where is our adversary? Uh, he turned into a horse and went that way, dude. But we took out one of the um, hearts on his chest? Question mark? I suppose that's a check in the wind column. I can tell you that his monstrosity uh, well, that won't be an issue. Um, Monstrosity. Monstrosity. 
shit, dude. We gotta go pick up Og. <sighs> the camera cuts to Og sitting in the rain. He has folded up some of his homework into boats and is letting them sail into the drain. We'll have to make uh, alternative arrangements at the moment. Uh, I think that we've still got business in the area. I pick up my cell phone and uh, I call the number for the Max Silver clone. <laughs> you do not have reception. Well, Trevor, I guess we have to go into town to find a phone. I'm going to take a step over to your phone. Uh, at this point, I have put all of my previously drawn tools away and some of the knee spines uh, and pulled out an umbrella. And seeing this, I move over to you. I reach into my suitcase and pull out a tuning fork. And I reach my tuning fork over and tap it against your cell phone. Make that use magic roll. A six and a two is an eight, plus my weird of two for a ten. Suddenly you have reception. All right, in that case, I will resume calling the Max Silver clone. Hi, this is Max Silver. The real one, not a clone, I promise. Please leave your message after this beep and I will get back to you as soon as I can. I hang up and then I Your phone will... rings almost immediately thereafter. This is Father Donald O'Malley. Uh, yeah, this is Max Silver. Uh, what's up, Chief? Max, I need you to go to Og's school and pick him up. He should be waiting outside. Uh, you can bring him back to Trevor's house and uh, whatever homework or anything he has, he can work on. And um, you can feel free to sit there. We can negotiate babysitting prices after the fact. Help yourself to the food in the fridge. Okay, let's pretend for a minute that he doesn't want to eat me. Listen, listen, you're fine. He will be perfectly happy to not eat you. You might want to bring um, some food with you just in case, a cheeseburger or something. You'll be fine. Listen, clones don't glow, grow on trees, buddy, so... I don't know about you, but I... <laughs> Do you remember what happened five seconds after you emerged from your clone tank? Because I still have that hammer. Roll to manipulate someone. All right. A four and a two is a six. And thanks to my fervor, I get to use my tough of three. So that's a nine. That's a nine. Listen. I'll risk it, but you gotta make me a promise. What's the promise? If he eats me, you will put me back together and resurrect me using your holy god powers. Absolutely. Okay, I got this. Don't forget the cheeseburger. <laughs> uh, he hangs up. You're not sure he heard the reminder about the cheeseburger. Well, gentlemen, there's a 50-50% chance that worked. Hey, how can we be called Chuck? Chuck. Slipped my mind. And we wander off to town. We wander back to my car to drive to town. True story. You get back to your car. It's missing a door. Luckily, it's a passenger side door. 
All right, gents, I think we can make it to town. Izzy, you might want to sit behind me until we get there. And then I get in the driver's seat and start the car. I'm surprised he's not offering me the trunk again. Without too much more trouble, you arrive at the mountaintop town. Arriving in town, I'm going to park the car along the side of Merle's general store, a little bit back from the street so it's not immediately visible to everyone. So, uh, you uh, get there. There's a, an open sign. The N is blinking as though it's not quite working right. And I will step inside and try to find Merle. No, oh, he's standing right behind the counter in his uh, coveralls with Merle embroidered right where they should be. He is whittling something. And that something appears to be a piece of wood. Hello, my son. Uh, I apologize for our delayed arrival, but uh, we've come to speak with you about the uh, issues that you were having. Yeah, having some issues around here. What sort of... Were you followed? Uh, no, we encountered someone in the woods, and uh, after a lengthy confrontation, they ran off. Well, that's good that you didn't get eaten by monsters in the woods. Monsters in these woods, you know that. Yes, it wasn't for lack of trying. Uh, then uh, people go missing, like there's getting dragged off into the woods by the monsters. I had a similar experience. Uh, you guys hunt monsters, right? It's the kind of thing you do. Where's the tall guy? Uh, unfortunately, uh, our night friend uh, has needed to take a rest, shall we say. No, I'll concern it. But uh, I assure you that we are capable and to the task. Why? Well, Assure you that having a big guy wearing metal with a sword is pretty good at making any task easier. You're not mistaken. That's for certain. Stan, you got with this metrosexual fellow with a briefcase. What do you got in there? Your apple teenies? Whiskey, actually. He reaches under the counter and puts a glass on the table. Put up or shut up, young fella. <laughs> I smile. So what kind of people went missing? You know what? I'm going to have you roll a us to get a mystery, because that's how this game is played. Cool, man. And I do that. Well, a four and four is an eight. And my investigative mystery is sharp for a ten, because I got a two. Okay, you get two questions. Yay. Let's see. Well, to start with, what happened here? Well... There's monsters in the woods that are kidnapping people. Maybe eating them. I don't know, maybe taking them and putting them in, like, cocoons and making pod people or something, but they're all going missing, and there's definitely monsters at work. Definitely monsters. There's... There's been some evidence of, uh... a foul play, because when they get dragged away, sometimes they'll, like, clutch and claw things, and... Well, when you say dragged away... My next Regular question way. is, where did it go? Into the woods. It's been coming from both sides and all sides and outside mostly. I don't think any of them are coming from inside, but outside for sure. 
Well, you point us in the right direction, but, and we'll head over there and do well, stuff. Well, I mean, uh, let me show you here. And he takes a few steps over, and he pulls down a map on the wall. And there are, like, push pins in it. So, first one went missing down this way, and then, then this one, and then this one. And it looks like they're being dragged away from various parts of town. It doesn't look like there's any particular direction. Well, haven't really gone... Since I'm the flake, this looks super familiar to me. Because I do crap like yes, that all the time. Yes, it does. And I triangulate a position for us to go ahead in. Okay, what's the ability you're using? Well, that was my investigative mystery. That's why I got a 10. So I know oh, where Oh, oh, gotcha, gotcha. I'm sorry. I thought you were using, like... Didn't you oh, no, that another... would be super cool, too. But my flake abilities are, like, um, you know, fool people with wiggity-wally stuff. And, uh, I don't know. What else do I, have I thought you had one that like lets you like. Ah, see, it all fits together, and I can use sharp instead of charm when I manipulate people. <laughs> yeah, but that doesn't really work because I'm not manipulating him. <laughs> no, but see, it all isn't see it all fits together. Nope, that's what it is. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah, I'm just it confused at your really powers, cool, but it's not. Yeah. yeah. Okay. No, but I thought you had one that at the beginning of the mystery you always oh, roll and you okay. never remember to roll ever. Well, because we also did the whole chosen thing, but uh, at the beginning of the mystery, I connect the dots. And right, the beginning of the mystery one, I thought we were keeping the connect the dots and not taking the chosen one. Oh, that's right. So then I'm yeah. going to connect my dots. Yeah, let's and roll it. Roll again. And a 5 and a 5 is a 10. And my sharper Woo. 2 makes it a 12. Okay, so I get the whole what's this do for you? So, hold 3? So it's been a long time since I've used this move, so I'll explain it again to the people. Connect well, the thank dots. You. At the beginning of each mystery, if you look at the wider patterns that current events might be a part of, roll plus sharp. On a 10 plus, hold three. The holds are, is this person connected to the current events or more than they're saying? When and where will the next critical event occur? What does the monster want from this person? Is this connected to previous mysteries we have investigated? And how does this mystery connect to the bigger picture? So, I guess my first question is, when and where will the next critical event occur? Now that I have... All of this information. You feel like something is going to happen tonight after you head to bed. I really wanted sleep. Um, and this question is kind of like, it says, what does this monster want from this person? Yeah, you can use that on anybody, you know, right? I, I guess. Like you um, could, for example, use it on. Like Izzy? Izzy, if you wanted to. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you don't have to if you think you know what's up on that side. I wasn't there. I don't know what's going on at all. So I just kind of need to know what's going on. I know that he took Izzy, so I guess I'm going to try and piece that together. You're pretty sure he wants uh, Izzy's heart. Aw. That's so sweet. The 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 heart you destroyed, those the spirits that protected him, vanished as soon as it was broken. So you're pretty sure that's where he gets his various magical powers from. So if he wants Izzy's powers, and Izzy's not going to give them willingly. He plans on taking Izzy's heart. That makes sense. And I'm going to save my last hold. It's a good choice. Yes. I will have conveyed all of that to my dear friends here, uh, so I don't have to paraphrase. Man, this guy's taking Izzy's heart. That's a little bit, you know, not quite what I was thinking things were about here. Believe it or not, he's actually even more forward in person. Are we absolutely certain that if the faceless man plunges his hand 
deep, deep into Izzy's chest. He's not just going to produce a rock of coal. Oh, no. It, it would have a heart, but it's not to say that it wouldn't be belonging to someone else, technically. Is that kind of like a metaphor or something? Why, yes, it is. Either way, we won't allow that to happen. Well, I think it's pretty obvious you don't want him taking your heart. I mean, that sounds messy. I mean, your clothes are already done up, but... Well, luckily for me, I know a very excellent seamstress. But yes, I do still need my heart for a few years. Well, I'd be careful. No telling when this guy's gonna come out and snatch right up with his monster straggy into the woods. Well, gents. Somebody's gonna get taken tonight. And it's probably gonna happen a little later than I'd like it to happen. But... We should probably try to stop it from happening. No? I'm reading the name tag. Merle, is it? My good man, in this store, do you happen to have any drawing implements? I mean, what sort of drawing are we trying to do? I mean, I don't got draft pencils or nothing, and I'm, you know, a little short on those things that slide up and down, let you do angles. But I got, like, pencils and things. Some crayons. I think I got some markers in the back. Any of those, as well as any oils you might have. And, of course, a canvas to make this masterpiece on. No, you're looking for oil paints. That's not drawing supplies. Fourth row we got. Got plenty. I mean, mostly I got, got acrylics, but I got some, some oil paints in there, too. Now, remember, you can put an acrylic on an oil, but you can't put an oil on an acrylic. I'll be back in a few minutes. And I go shopping. So when I come back, I have quite a number of drawing utensils and paints. Give us a good one-liner to end on. I don't suppose any of you are excellent artists. Yeah, that'll have to do. 